It's not going. <laughs> well, what else is new? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. You know what this is? This well, they is probably after an don't. eight-year uh, hiatus, essentially. Yes. We are back. Yes. To the 12 Days of Podcast. That's right. The show has not been on a 12-year hiatus. Yes. Or 8-year hiatus, rather. The It's just the 12 Days of Podcast have been on a hiatus. Right. Or hiatus, as, as it were. As it might be. Now, did you get the 12 Days of Christmas so that we know what all the days are? Uh, no, I didn't. I only remembered that the, the 12th one's called well, Epiphany. Yeah. Do you know what they're called? No, I no, remember. no. I mean, what is the first day? Uh, tw- uh, let me look. 12... Of course, this is going to be days of You're tra- Christmas. That's an iPhone. Can't you just say, like, Siri, what are the 12 yeah, days of Christmas? I don't want to do that. Okay, okay well, we got to get past all the Jimmy asking for money. Oh, Scroll right, down. right, right. Wait, yeah. it's... Oh, you have to close it. All right, yeah. well, Jimmy. Um, yeah. All right, so the 12 days of... Uh, can, we, can we talk about the Jimmy Wales Wikipedia thing, actually, for a second? Jimmy's been bu- been asking for a long time. I feel like they're kind of a little bit desperate at this point. As someone who's given money to Wikipedia pretty much any time I actually have money yeah, to give. Yeah, me too. Yep, so I, I, I do approve of Wikipedia, and I, I support the supporting of them, yes. for lack of a better term. Uh, I do have concerns about the concept <laughs> of Wikipedia in general. Okay. In in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Which is which is that's like normally one of the big things that determines who gets to write down like or or sort of state what history is for yeah. the future. Uh, you had to be someone who put in had some a expertise. lot of effort. Yes. Not right. necessarily had the expertise because what is the expertise? I'm not sure. Right? All right. But you had to put in a lot of effort to become someone who like got a position. Where you were going to be, oh, like, I see. Writing could be considered an authority, or a historian yes. working All right. at Oxford or you know Berkeley, yep. heaven help us, right? So someone with a you know important history department, and there's all this like vesting procedures and stuff. Wikipedia is like you are on it more often. Like yes. that's the thing. That's, like that's the right. thing that determines how right? many edits you've made. Yes. yes, right. It's like you're on it more often. It's the gamification of knowledge. Yes, yes. Uh, and then, and then, if you and someone else who are both on it fairly often, reverting each other's shit, like cry foul, then adult supervision kind of comes in. Oh, really? But there's what, who no are criteria. Those adults? There's let's just say there's no criteria for the adult supervision either. Those I are just see. like people who have been randomly vested with the authority to freeze pages. But there's no real like, reason why that person has some kind of credentials in the, the It's like having a bad time at some establishment and you say, Look, can I speak to the manager? Yeah. And a younger person comes out. Or right. it's just a, it, it's yeah. all people who don't know what they're doing. Right. You can never appeal to a higher authority. Well, it's, it's exactly just, it's it's probably very much like that. Like when if you get in a fist fight at the Chuck E. Cheese, right, and it's like someone has to step in and and resolve this, right? Right. The manager at the Chuck E. Cheese is just the person who couldn't get a job other than Chuck E. Cheese right. for the longest amount of time compared right. to all the rest of the people who are working <laughs> right, at the Chuck right, E. Cheese, right? Right. And the same is roughly probably the case with something like Wikipedia. It's like these are people right. who've just been there the this longest. This is the Chuck E. Cheese principle. Yeah, it's yeah. probably You rise not, to the yeah, level. Yeah. Well, you don't rise to the level of where Well, you not could, to disparage the people who work at it. They no. may be doing it out of a, a certain obligation or because they really love it. Yes. And that's one thing but again it doesn't give them any sort of we haven't de- let me let me step back a second 
Let's get down into John <laughs> right. Casey territory here. Right. So society generally is about creating structures that are designed to like compensate for the fact that you don't want major events in human history decided by the manager of the Chuck E. Cheese. Right. right? Okay. That's, I see. that's what society has done. And it, right. you know, it actually functions incredibly well. It's a great thing that we have constructed. It has tons of drawbacks and there's all right. kinds of problems with it. But compared to right. Chuck E. Cheese land, it's real good. Right. Right. It's like raid or error correction for, yeah. for yes. experience. Right. Right. And um, I think the problem with Wikipedia is we have not necessarily created any of those structures right. because the way that these structures were created, historically speaking, right, is that you had a lot of people doing a lot of stuff and those things that they did were in competition with each other. So people would, you know, societies would like kill each other or wipe each other out, right? And so the only societies that were able to exist for long periods of times were ones who created structures that were really good at promoting functional things. Like, right. you know, we can maintain an army and create technology for them to fight with and all these things that are actually pretty hard to do. Okay. We have like history that records what happened in battles and how we might do them better. We know how to farm shit. Like right. we recorded agriculture, right? All of this stuff built you up to a place where you could be competitive with other people who are doing the same thing. Wikipedia is the only Pedia. <laughs> there was never like another Wikipedia and they had wars about who could record right. accuracy and shit better. We don't have a thing right. for creating Wikipedia. So Wikipedia is just the one that got made. Right. That's it. Yeah. Right. Well, the new thing is kind of the new way things succeed is when there is no marketplace for web stuff. Like all this thing of of the marketplace yes. of ideas doesn't really exist anymore because no. all you're trying to the, – the way the web works now is you just make shit and whether people use it or not is kind of incidental to the advertising you can charge and like all of that. Yes. Right. So you have these weird systems that get made where pretty much the thing that wins is the thing that was first or the, the thing that got enough users to yes. get over the hump. Exactly. Uh, so we end up with Stack Overflow for programming. We end yes. up with Wikipedia yeah, yeah. for human oh, yeah. knowledge. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You basically are left with just what's good enough. And right. one of the interesting things I think about that is that that's the same roughly situation you have with society right now for the most part, right? Like you're just not going to get – like I know you'd love a better government right now. Who wouldn't? Right. Wherever right. you're living, I'm sure you would like yeah. a better In the one. eight years, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. <laughs> if you're living in America right now, you'd probably like a better government, yeah. right? Yeah. But anywhere you're living, you probably want a better government. You're probably not going to get one right. because there is no threat really to your government right now. You know, maybe, right. maybe if the U.S. has interest in attacking you or if China had interest in attacking you, maybe your government will get wiped out by somebody. Maybe. Right. right? That happens otherwise, it's just once what we have. But yeah. otherwise, you are where you are. And right. there isn't a competitive pressure uh, really out there at the moment. Right? right. And so, you know, you've got what you've got. You know, democracy and capitalism might be the last things that we see because there just isn't selection pressure well, to come even, up with something else. Well, it might also be that. They didn't necessarily win or not win. It's just society advanced to the point where we had good communication around. And once you everybody can see what's happening everywhere, we tend to just calcify, right? Because you're like, hey, uh, China got right up to the point where everybody was a consumer with no freedom. And yeah. that's probably what we'll have forever in China just because okay. it stops there. Right. Because now it's like 
what we think of as China and what Chinese think of as China. And there's certainly people fighting all this stuff, but it is this weird thing of, I think we talked about this once of America being a place that's good for doing business because of the lethargy of our population. Like we, okay. it's, it's impossible. <laughs> Refresh to, my memory. Cause it's well, been it's, a long time. We, since we, we probably yeah. have. Yes, it, it's just the thing of, we have a, a populace that's just, satisfied so like okay I, I i don't think you can push trump back 50 years and exist in the same way like okay. we have protests but our protests are not this even the same as they were in the 60s yeah. like so i don't know it's this funny thing where maybe when you get interconnected enough you you once enough communication is happening you're just like well that's just what i think of as my life and maybe don't see uh or strive, and I don't. I, I, I'm just talking off the top of my head here. Yeah. But there is this funny thing where, like, I mean, it was you know only what 20 years ago when the Bosnia Syria thing was happening, and it would be, and you know, they're even still trying. Like the the one guy just got brought up on the war crime stuff. Okay. Uh, just recently, and I was thinking about that when that happened. Of like. I'm sure there's still genocides happening. Right, right, But right. in that way, in like a, a, a There are some per Western, periodically we always have them. Like they're, they're yeah, every so often, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just I feel like the way we outrage to that is very different now than we when than, than in the past. Whereas, what do you mean? Well, like the Serbian-Bosnia thing, um, like the general uh, – was once the one of the main generals a very famous um for coming up and saying you know they were working on this peace treaty thing that's okay. going late late to the night all right and then one of the leaders and i i this is going to kill the serbians and bosnians okay. listen to the thing but okay. i don't remember what side he was on came in well, okay thing. but to be clear i think that that the serbians or bosnians that you are concerned about who might be listening to this podcast also recognize the fact that you probably wouldn't remember whose side U.S. people were on in our history that's as true. well, yes. because you are Jeff Roberts. No, so that's hey, okay. hey, that back in a offended. bad way. Nobody's anyway, offended. All I was going to say is nobody will be offended. He there there it linked to this mm -hmm. um, video of him, okay, where he came in very uh, angry and said that every place. Oh, he must have been a Serbian because he said every place a drop of Serbian blood has been spilled is Serbia. And he gave this very okay. impassioned speech. Okay. Uh, and it stopped the peace process that night. It, okay. it was a powerful enough speech to the people okay. that cared about that that uh, it stopped it all. Okay. Um, anyway, and, and I don't know if that's still in us, that kind of passion. Certainly, I don't feel like that's in us in America anymore. Like, uh, uh, well, in that same way, it's, it's, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, it, 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 I just, I, I, I don't know if it's, we're changing like all people, not just Serbians, not just Americans. Yeah. If we're just becoming more complacent because we see so much shit now. Like the idea of a hmm. mass graves, you know, 30 years ago is very different in my head than they are now to me hmm. where you're just okay. like. Yeah, there's some horribleness happening every fucking day. And in the same way politics are, whereas now it's so crazy here <laughs> that you get exhausted. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, 
Yeah, that's that seems plausible. It okay. didn't seem plausible right. even eight years ago in okay. the previous twelve days of podcast. Okay. But now I can't be surprised. Okay. Literally, if the P tape came out tomorrow, I'd be like, sure, whatever. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and that seems so implausible to me. Okay. Twenty years ago, and I don't know if that's just because the communication mm. has desensitized me to everything. I will say, yeah, he, there's will, a lot to unpack there. This yeah. is not great for a 12 days of podcast because you're basically like you're opening up all these like big, big topics, right? Like, because just in what you said right there, there were so many things. Like, first of all, like I feel like for the most part, uh, I don't really know if the response to genocide has changed much. Interestingly enough, because hmm. like for example, if you look at traditionally when this sort of thing was happening, uh. You know, I think historically, maybe we try to paint a more flattering picture of our responses to things like that that happen ah, historically. But, you know, like things like the Holocaust are things that are you know typically regarded as as really significant genocidal events in history and are often mentioned. You know, at the time when those things were starting, America could not seemed, give two shits yeah. about them. Right. Like yeah. um, that's true. Like it's especially like, you know, in pre before we had Nazis in the popular culture to compare ourselves to, like people in the U.S. didn't like Jewish people any more than like anyone else did, yeah, right? It was yeah. like it was as racist here as it was a lot of other places. And because of our of our structures, maybe we weren't having the same kinds of atrocities occur. But the sentiment was actually not that uh, different, different yeah. in a yeah. lot of ways. And you know, maybe our our like our societies were just set up better to prevent things from getting as out of control as they did in other places. Right. Um, but then, you know, we, you kind, certainly of, had we kind of flipped around. Like, we, you know, we because we ended up being on that side of the war and maybe because Japan attacked us, maybe who knows, like, what the reasons were. But culturally, then, we became very strongly against that notion and things turned around here in a lot of places in a lot of good ways. Right. But it's definitely, I think, you know, at least from what I can tell, not, not having been there at the time, we always had that capability to go like, look, we had information. I mean, there were plenty of, you can read the newspapers and you can see that this was getting reported, but it right. just wasn't something that people felt like they had to do something about in, you know, as an emergency or whatever. Right. And I think the same thing is probably true today to a large extent. Right. And, you know, maybe you're a little more aware of it because you can see videos of things happening more and you can see these sorts of things, but what you do and don't respond to seems to maybe not really be hmm. that different. I don't know. There, you think it's more based on if you can construct a narrative in your mind that makes you call to action? I don't know. Like I so, said, so you're bringing up so many things. Like I feel like we could have so many Jeff and Casey shows about this because <laughs> it's very complicated. Like one of the things that I think I often fail to appreciate is just the degree to which – like so a couple things just get on the table, right? So humans are exactly the same as now as far as we know as they were like, you know – 10,000 years ago. So, like, you know, if you think about an, a, a human, myself, or anyone else, we're roughly as smart as, like, cavemen or something, right? Well, we didn't get any smarter. We're still that smart, right? And so the differentiation between us now and us then is all structural. It's all right. things that have, like, we've been able to, to latch, right, right, as we go forward. You know, that, that's, like, the big thing that humans can do that other species haven't done as well, which is, like, we latch our learning. We, like, have a good way of, like, keeping progress from previous right. generations we don't have to we have back it. up sometimes the the gear slips sometimes sure. but for the most part 
as soon as we were able to record we stuff, forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, that's the thing that allows us to have, you know, that collective intelligence coming forward yeah. that, you know, is why I appear, you know, Casey Miratori today appears smarter than a Casey Miratori from the cave days. Well, caveman, right? Jeff and Casey. Okay. We're just really upset about like Club 2.0. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're like that. Yeah. All these everyone's out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All, all these stupid yeah. Silla Rock Valley yeah. people. Yeah. And they're all making. To, yeah. They're all trying to sell me some yeah. stupid goddamn new yeah. wheel. Yeah. The square my, my wheel. wheel is fine. The square wheel. But you my don't triangular understand. wheel is great, and they want to sell me the square wheel. What the fudge? Right. Right. Um. But anyway, you know, g- given that fact, right. I don't really know to what extent certain changes in that societal structure affect us. They do probably affect us quite a bit because that is the only difference, right? The only difference between us and cavemen is the structure we have. So changes in that structure, such as the internet, do have effects, I'm sure. Yeah. The question is how significant they are, and I don't know, Yeah. right? It's certainly I, what generally spurs people to action isn't generally sitting down and thinking about something and deciding to act it's an emotional it's almost always an emotion thing so yes, and, I'm an sure emotion it is, is yeah. usually triggered more by a good story like absolutely yeah, no so. question and and i think that's one of the big problems with uh, the way we deal with things now right is that most people have no ability to assess two 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 things basically one is the uh risk reward trade off or the percentage chance of things right like they don't mm. they can only assess things based on the perceived impact of the thing not on its likelihood of occurring right yeah yeah okay yeah um, sure so right. it's like if you hear stories uh you know if you hear the story that there is one murderer in your area you are suddenly afraid uh, of getting murdered or something like this even if there's like no chance of that happening or something right, right? It's, right. it's all about whether you were told this story of a thing that you then internalize right. now you think that can happen to you and it, you're not gonna go like doing the statistics about oh i'm more likely to get hit by lightning or whatever right, it is right. right that's not how that works right? it's why terror works why all these things work right, because right. humans don't assess probabilities very well right, right. everyone's dick cheney in the one percent doctrine right <laughs> everyone goes everyone is dick cheney you're all dick cheney whether you like it or not everyone's got that doctrine of if there's a one percent chance that something can happen i gotta if do the result is bad enough you're yeah. like that's the only thing i'm gonna focus on and we need to treat it like it's a certainty right yeah uh, and that leads to all sorts of things, all sorts of overreactions, right? Because you're just you're spending all these resources on trying to solve problems that really aren't the high priority problems, and you're willing to make sacrifices you shouldn't make in order to address whatever this thing. What are, is right? latest on your mind? Whatever. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So there's that, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is the risk reward trade off thing, right? It's People don't appreciate that thing about the caveman thing I just said. They don't. They think of themselves as like somehow like way better than cavemen, even though they're not. Right? You're just a caveman. Like that's what you are. You know, you you haven't changed. The evolution of the human genome has probably been pretty minimal. In I don't even want thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand years. I don't know. Like tell me, gene- genealogists. I'm sure the Mormons know. Right. Like how much different are we from cavemen? I'm not right. sure, but it's not a lot. Right. right. Uh, and so as a result of that, I think one of the important things to remember. Uh, is that like societal structures are incredibly important. And the next time you're going to go make fun of someone who's a conservative or a religious person, just remember 
while they are overappreciating the existing structure of something, you are underappreciating, right? <laughs> and your idea about how it's going to be better when you do whatever the thing is that you do is probably stupid because you're stupid and you don't know. So you need some appreciation of that thing, right? I see. You need some appreciation of how systemic changes can have results that you don't anticipate because you're an idiot caveman. Right, right. right? Okay, I like that. Well, that kind of brings up something good then. Hit me. Well, so part of this insaneness of Trump and everything that's happened in the last you year. should mention this by because some of our podcast listeners may not know that Donald yeah, Trump, Donald is, Trump is now president of the United now, States. Now, if somebody is coming out <laughs> of a coma and you just finished the previous yes. And we were, uh, you know, we were... Well, what, or what? Jeff, or they may be living in a rural place whose internet has access to the Jeff and Casey show. Only, Which right. is very important, and not some of the lesser right. important well, places like the New York Times uh, We've worked hard yes. now that net neutrality exactly. has been repealed to make sure, to make sure we partner Jeff yes, Casey right. show with things like Comcast yes, so that exactly. we are always available. We're always priority packets. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You can stream the this. The reason your call of duty is not like it, where you have it's a high ping is because Jeff and Casey yeah, packets we, are getting we, that priority. We slipped in before Activision. We slipped Activision. right in there before Activision. Um, so yeah, uh, this this insane thing that nobody expected and that and happened and why it happened, all that is well, I don't know insane. that nobody expected it, but yeah. okay. Uh, but part of this has been the fact that uh, Trump just says whatever he wants, whatever's on his mind. Yes. Um, and yeah, part of that was me thinking about this uh, aspect of the podcast, which is like that, which is yes. we are speaking very spontaneously the first thing that pops into our yes. head like dead air is the enemy more than like rationality is and all yes. that anyway uh there were a number of times that trump would say something crazy where i was like oh shit i said that same thing on the podcast <laughs> and i hate what trump stands for and everything yeah. so it's this funny situation of yes. like seeing somebody well, terrible can I, can I leap in there yeah. actually because i there was uh i i I want to attribute this to Matt Taibbi, okay. um, who I don't know, probably most people know, but he's a, he was a, a author for Rolling Stone, for columns for Rolling Stone for quite some time. He's, he's written multiple books, yeah. um, like the Vampire Squid book. Uh, Vampire Squid good. That's Gold, the one I read. Golden Socks. Yeah. Uh, and he also wrote Insane Clown President, which is oh, uh, a that. campaign trail book about Donald Trump, because actually Matt Taibbi covered Donald Trump's campaign oh, that's in much the same way that Hunter S. Thompson uh, covered the campaign in his, in his famous okay. works. Uh, whether it was Nixon. Well, this is going to so Nixon. feed into what I'm going to talk about. It's yeah. insane. All right. So Matt Taibbi, what he said, and what I 100% agree with, is that one of the main things about Donald Trump that was really uh, useful on the campaign trail to, to getting him more popularity was that because he says so many things... It's highly likely that at some point he has said something you agree with. Oh, I see. Right? Because a lot of things he said, right, while, you know, you may uh, want to focus now on the ones that were really, like, bad or distasteful, he also said stuff like there's too many lobbyists in Washington or right. that they should, you know, he said all, he said everything. Right. He said everything that could be said. <laughs> so... It's not like Donald Trump yeah. strictly says things that are wrong-headed. Right. He says everything, 
And so it, al- I think at that time anyway, and what Matt Taibbi was arguing is that it allowed people to latch on to things they liked. And if you were willing to ignore the things you didn't like, and that was probably the difference between people who liked Donald Trump and didn't. People who didn't like Donald Trump were like, I didn't, I didn't like these things he said, therefore I don't right. like Donald Trump. The other people were, I liked these things he said. Because everyone could have found something they liked, right. but a lot of people, myself included, couldn't get past the things they don't like. Right, also right, the exactly. fact that I just don't, well, that's I don't have a high opinion of the man, generally speaking, yeah. but that's, I guess, a separate issue, yeah. right? Well, so for me, I looked at it more as, okay, so if he says something that I said, then I immediately was like, oh, shit, I better go look well, into this. Well, that shouldn't be true, right? That well, should not be true. Yeah, anyway. and so I, I would go look you know? uh, in, in, in the – there were two things. I don't remember the other thing, but the, the one I'm going to talk yeah. about here uh, was uh, something he said. And I was like, all right, I better go do the research on this because if fucking yeah. Donald Trump is saying this, yeah, okay. it's going to be – Something he's ill-informed in, and okay. I went and looked at this, and sure enough. Okay, all right. Um, and you so what this two? is you about? There were two. There were two, and I don't remember the other one. And maybe it'll come back and talk about it. <laughs> of course, you don't. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But one of the things he talked about was uh, McCain. Yeah, yeah. Where he said, "I like, uh, I like the the guys that got home." Yeah. Yeah. You, I I can't remember the, the exact quote said? was okay, something yeah. like. Making fun of the fact that he got shot down, which we did in the podcast Heroes episode where we talked about this um, over-heroization that we still do. And I still see it every single day of the ridiculous things that we now – the bar for heroism is quite low. That's a, and that's a whole separate topic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suspect you're on a different page yeah. of that than I am because at this point, I, I actually am doubled down on that. Yeah. Oh no, that's which is interesting. This has th- that part. American uh, American heroes. I'm totally down with to the point where I think I sent you. Now there are like uh, in Vegas, there are these um, uh, America First bars or uh, what? Yeah, I, I sent you a photo of this bar. It was like servicemen drink free and it was oh. like these crazy, you know, uh, heroes get drinks for free, all this. And this whole long, you know, their whole little ad that's yeah. on this big sign on the strip yeah. was just like, we're going to get the heroes drunk. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah. hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think we should be, yeah. you know, if they are heroes, yeah. let's not incapacitate the yeah, heroes. Yeah, yeah, let's not try to get all the heroes drunk. Right. That doesn't seem like a good plan. But Anyway, okay. any, no, I totally agree that's all the same. What I wanted to talk about was McCain itself. Okay, okay. All right. okay so okay. Yeah. so he said that, and then um, I was on vacation at the time, and I was reading uh, a bunch of David Foster Wallace, and I remembered that one of the things he did was he went on the campaign trail with John McCain. Ah, uh, right. And David so Foster Wallace. David did. Foster Wallace did. Okay. He wrote this story about, and it's a fun read, and I recommend it. It's good. You love David Foster Wallace. I do, I, I do, like. and it's that horrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's the kind of the, the sort of trite thing, but he does write almost better than anyone I've ever okay. read before. The actual tactical prose he writes is amazing. You really like it. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's uh, exhilarating to read. Okay. Anyway, he talked uh he he talked about being on the road with McCain. Okay. Not, you know, not super liking him. Okay. But having to acknowledge and This is this 2008. I guess it was when he was running for president against or yeah, against for president. Barack Obama. Yeah. Okay. Okay. cuz he's run for many things, obviously. I mean, he's been a senator for Yeah, I sort of think it was one before that cuz it was when he was going okay. against Dole. 
Oh, so he lost the nomination. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I recall. Okay. Anyway, so he's following this guy on the road. Right, and he's like making... Wallace is dead, so I suppose... Yeah, it was... I don't know when that yeah, was, yeah. but okay. Right. I sort of... I think it was that, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I, don't I can remember. remember. I don't know very he, much they, about There's some kind of interesting, interesting things where he talks about ways politicians trap each other in like... Mm. Where he could see, like, wait, don't respond to that, McCain, because if you do, you're trapped in this way. It was kind of an interesting, ah. like, seeing some of the chess that's played. Um, I see. Anyway, uh, one of the things he talks about is, like, how this man who does seem to have a, a, a set of principles. Tom you agree, Yeah, whether Tom you agree McCain, with yeah, them yeah. or not. Um, has to compromise and change his thinking on okay. certain things and what you have to do to, to get elected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay. uh, and, and he's like, I don't agree with a lot of what is important to John McCain. Um, and he right. can be a first rate right, asshole right. about things, sure. but he's like, uh, just talking about, yeah, he seems to have strong opinions that he doesn't necessarily waver on. And then yeah. he's like, let's talk about his history. Yeah. And I read this history and, and because he's like, there aren't many people in life you can point to that could, could kind of objectively be considered a hero. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Like all, right. all my hairs on my arm right. stood up. I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. This is going to be good for yeah. the podcast part of this of understanding like what this. And so he tells the story. And so the story is this. Yeah. Okay. So he's kind of, uh, you know, in the Air Force, I believe he's in the Air Force, he's just kind of known as this kind of asshole. He, like, okay. plays practical jokes on people. He's a womanizer. Right. He, like, All right. just a young idiot. Not okay. the best uh, pilot, whatever. Sure. Right. But to be fair, I'm I'm assuming anyway that, like, you know, he's probably pretty young at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, He's just not top of the... A lot of, of the, us are, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. Be, he's just not top of the class. Our best and, years are not when we're 25, maybe, and whatever, right? right? So yeah, he, I, he's know, trying to put slack. forward the idea that, yes. like, you wouldn't expect much from, from this, this guy. This little privileged kind of okay. jockey, frat yeah. boy asshole. And he's privileged because his parents were rich? Uh, he, or... Well, that... We'll, we'll hit that. I don't remember Yeah, we'll that. hit that. He's I married to someone who's rich or something, but was he rich? Yeah. I don't... Well, wait, I'll hit Okay, okay, hit me, hit me. Um, I don't know a lot about because I don't think it's wealth is this privilege, but a different kind of privilege. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, so he, uh, uh, you know, so he's uh, doing his flights. Okay. And um, he's not rated well for what he's doing. He's off target. Like he's just not a great, not a great pilot. Yeah. And these are sorties in Vietnam. Vietnam uh, over somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, and he talks about also how uh, pilots by the Vietnamese mm-hmm. uh, were considered the worst. They're kind of like considered the sniper of snipers, of right? Because like they're just people up there just bombing and people and back. untouchable, and like yeah. and technology way beyond ours. And they're just yeah. not loved. I can understand. Anyway, that. so he's flying these bombing runs. Yeah, and he is shot. Shot okay. down. The plane is shot. Yes. He has to uh, eject. Yes. Um, and so, uh, the ejection seat doesn't quite work. Okay. And it bashes and it breaks his shoulder. Okay. It, uh, it screws up his leg. Right, right. And then he's floating down. Yes. People, the Vietnamese, the Viet Cong and the Vietnamese people in the capital, right. he's landing in at the, in, in a big city. Right. Go to capture him or something. They're just shooting up at him. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. He, he takes some fire there. Okay. 
he that's interesting so they is that uh, concerted or do they just it's kind of all ad hoc of like right. oh this plane blew up okay. and now they're like seeing this guy who yeah. they because presumably it's be... more tactically advantageous yeah. to capture but they're just like i don't know these people yeah. are just fighting we see some guys that shoot at him because yeah, they yeah. might shoot back at us we don't know if he's got a gun fuck it like yeah, yeah. and i think they're also just reacting to this like he's the worst of all of them he's yeah like, he lands into a public fountain uh, uh, in this city. Oh, that's right? nuts. Okay. So he yeah. just lands okay. in there. All right. He, uh, immediately someone comes up, breaks his other shoulder. Yeah. They break his arm. They take, uh, the bayonet of their gun and stab him in the groin. Ah. Oh. Right. And then break his other leg. Yeah. They then, <laughs> now none of this, to be clear, no heroism at this point. Right. Certainly. Well, I'm not talking about this in the sense of, I want to talk about the heroic moment. Okay. Reading this, like, all this is terrible. Like, right. you, this is all horrible. But this yes. isn't heroism in the way that we're trying to talk about it in terms of American heroes and the elevation of all this. Yes. And so just being wounded in battle, um, I don't necessarily consider heroism. Right, right. right. Uh, it's your job, especially. Anyway. Well, I, I wouldn't and, necessarily say it's your job, like, I, or, or, or not. Well, I mean, it's... I just feel like, in, in general, the heroism thing is like... And maybe you need different terms for it or something because the term's been overloaded. But, like, I like the idea of having different things we laud you for. Like, right. some things we laud okay, you for are, sure. like, excellence, yep. right? And that's what I think of as heroism. Other things we might laud you for is, like, wow, you got really fucked because yeah, yeah. of our war, right? You yeah. didn't necessarily Absolutely. do anything excellent. Maybe right. you sucked the whole time, but we would like to give you something to commemorate the fact that right. you went through a lot of shit for us. Yes, absolutely. And that's different, right? Yes, yes. And I So it, far, what you said definitely warrants the second one. It's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, you went through Holy a lot of shit. shit. yes. On behalf of our probably stupid these days war. So, right. yes. you know, have something to commemorate the right, fact right, that you right. got fucked. There's the separate right? part of, like, supporting the troops, which is kind of meaningless now. Because I think we all appreciate people, especially uh, uh, the more poor part of our society that usually ends up fighting these wars for us. Mm. Appreciating that is different than what I consider uh, yes. heroic moments. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they drag him onto a wagon. And they take him to some uh, Viet Cong prison, which yeah. is a long way away. Yeah, yeah. They do not treat him for like seven days. He loses right, right. something like a crazy amount of weight, 50 yeah, yeah, pounds right. or yeah, something sure. like that. Um, they do not even set his wounds. Like seven days later, they reset his leg. They reset – they re-break his shoulders and reset those. That's why he's hmm. has all these – why he limps, why he's yeah, – uh, yeah. you know, uh, his shoulders all tweaked is because it's healed wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, all – even his fellow POWs are like he's – there's no way he's going to make it. Right, right. Um, somehow uh, after about a month. Uh, he starts recovering. It's, okay. No one can believe it. Right, right, he gets yeah. dysentery. Like, everything yeah. that can happen to him right, happens yeah, sure. in this. I'm sure the conditions are quite poor. Yes. So, meanwhile, his father, who is, uh, has been uh, promoted. Now, he's very high up in the Army or in the oh, okay. Air Force. I don't All remember right. what branch of the service. Maybe the, even the Navy. Probably the Navy. Anyway, his upgraded... To be the man in charge of the of the South Asian like theater? war efforts, yeah, the theater. Oh. Like he's now really John McCain. I don't know John, the dad John of John McCain's McCain. Dad. Let's say yeah. McCain Senior. Yes, Mister McCain is, is placed in charge. Okay, okay. So now the guy, now John McCain, doesn't know this. 
He's in right because he's, he's in a POW delirious camp, and he's like they're probably not giving barely him eating the newspaper yeah. either, right? Like, so how would you yeah. know? But the the Vietnam the the guy running this prison goes, oh my god, he's now this John McCain's much more important to us, right? 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 So he brings John McCain to his office. Yeah. They drag him up. He's like barely. He's like getting back to his thing. Yeah. yeah. And they say, uh, "We are going to release you." Okay. Um, thinking that this will be a great show of like, it's going to show them how, you know, help the way they look to the rest of the world to be releasing yeah. the son of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy. And here's where the heroic moment. Okay. And he talks about this in depth in, in this yeah, story, yeah. which is better to read certainly by, uh, uh, DFW. Anyway, he says, uh, we're going to release you. Yeah. And he is like fucked up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't know he's being released for political reasons. Doesn't right. even know why he's being offered this gift right. of right. gifts. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And he says, I'm sorry, according to the Geneva Convention, you have to release the prisoners in the order that they were captured. So don't release me, release who's ever oldest. Uh, this, they become so angry, they knock all of his teeth out oh, in God. the office and break his shoulder and arm again. Okay. And stick him in a solitary confinement that's not much bigger than a coffin. Right, like right. Hole yeah. in the ground. Uh, for And I can't remember how many years he was in this, this hole, essentially. Um, but many years. Offered the same choice over and over and over. Always said, release the other people. That's the heroic moment of John McCain was not okay. that. Yeah, I know, I know that you were going to have it. But the, yeah. the point was he made a choice that you can say like, oh, he's just following some rule that's in his mind or whatever. But he did choose somebody else over himself consistently for years when he was in the most pain a person probably could be in. Well, he and didn't so, really because those people didn't get released. So well, we don't net... know if he did or not. I don't know okay. that part of the story. And he didn't either. The point is he just said, look, the fairness states they they did. And like the, the, the checkmate or whatever they could have done to there is like said they released him or something or trick him into being released, whatever. But the, the point was from yeah. his point of view, he, the, he made a choice that was a not a selfish choice. And that – and to me that felt – very heroic and so i yeah. hearing this story i do i'm, I'm on the podcast saying that okay. i take back the okay fact you, that, you because i do believe it. that is a a in my mind that qualifies as a, a real heroic gesture of like choosing somebody else now whether they got released or whether he he doesn't know any of these things he's just making the local decision of do i help myself or do i uh, uh, do this other thing, and he and and he did, and he had many chances to do it over an incredible amount of torture and pain, and never did it until he finally got. It. And so it's remarkable that he's alive, and it's remarkable that he went through all that pain. But that's a yeah. separate thing for me. It was that's yeah. why I take back from my opinion. I see he is he is a hero, and even though he's like, I don't agree with almost any of his policies. And if you read about the man, some of the things he's done were like just okay. shitty okay. he's okay. an asshole all right that moment i believe you do was it. a heroic moment so, so i'm gonna have to unfortunately because i would love yeah. to part ways with donald trump basically anywhere i can <laughs> um 
And and mind you, I am not I am not uh, uh, reactionary in that way. I just I legitimately really just don't like yeah, he's a most politicians yeah. too. So yeah. right, yeah. that's whatever. But either way, he um, does push the boundaries. My of minimum what I, bar. Yeah. My minimum bar for heroism is you must have accomplished something. You, if you did not accomplish anything, you cannot be a hero. I'm yeah. sorry. I can, I can give you anything. So else. you were fine if if there were other people released. If he got them released, I don't know. And that I don't heroic. Know. If yeah. he didn't, then I mean, it just to me isn't that's heroism to me. To me, that's right? incidental to the local choice. But, I, under, I totally understand. Yeah. To be but fair, and, and, I'm not criticizing may, that. Yeah, and uh, he may uh, have uh, got the other. I don't know yeah. what that story was. I'm not criticizing yeah. your decision. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's just like the hero to me is someone who like who beats the odds like that I is see. a core component of heroism. And if all you did was try to be a hero, you're not a hero. I you see. may get something else. And I may have a tremendous amount of respect for you. I may feel horrified about what happened to you. Probably all of these would be true about John McCain if I read up yeah. about his history. Right. Whatever. I just can't get to hero. Yeah, yeah. Hero and is I don't somebody know. who does something amazing, and that right. is just not in the so works the, here. So right? for that, I, 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 that's not critical to the narrative of John yeah. McCain. Yeah. So you're thinking, David Foster you're thinking, doesn't talk about any of you're that. You're thinking movie, the hero of the movie. You're thinking almost protagonist. Yeah, and I agree it, with you there. Yeah, and, and, to and, me, that's not hero for whatever reason. Yeah, right? and, and well, and separately, I don't know if he's a hero. Yeah. On your scale, because right. I don't know what happened. Like if with Luke the rest. Skywalker had missed, he's not a hero. <laughs> I see. Right? Do you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. If all the same shit was true, and then he just doesn't fucking like his parents were killed, yeah. and he went through all this shit, stuck in a trash compactor, I don't know what. Yeah. And he just fucking misses the shot. He's just the same as Porkins right. to me. My, my he doesn't. He's not a hero anymore. He's just a person who fought for the rebels. Very respect. Uh, a lot of respect for that. Very important that people want to do it. Give him a medal, whatever you want. Not a hero. Yeah, yeah. And for Blew me, up it's the that, Death Star hero. And it, for me, it's that little right. local, uh, that local decision he yeah. made that was a similarly. Similarly, if I may, mm -hmm. I'll give it to Han Solo as well. Kind of an asshole, shot Greedo, only in it for the money. <laughs> yeah. At the last minute, decides to do something that something turns. Wait up. a minute, he shot second. So I don't I know what you're talking about. <laughs> turns out, changing the tide of the battle. Yeah. That's heroic. Even if the dude was an ass and never went through any particular hardship. Right. Never was really in risk of getting shot down even, it seems. But total hero. Now, another right? point about that is... Porkins, I, not a hero. Died for it, not a hero. I made a lot of fun of Harrison Ford on the new Harrison movie. Ford. The new Star Wars, where they had Didn't to... Didn't see it. They had to stop Haven't the movie for two weeks because as he was running through a door, he tripped and... Uh, broke his ankle, oh. and so I was like, "Oh, the poor well, guy's got to be like well, sixty something. That's what I said. I'm okay. like, "Oh, he's an old man, whatever. Give like, him a break. whatever. He shouldn't be." Do but then I, uh, in the exact same okay. way, right. I read about the accident okay. because the people, the OSHA of the UK where this was filmed, uh, fined the movie a shit ton of money for, for this. For this, and it was not what I thought. Okay, it was a hydraulic door. That got turned on. It his leg. He didn't trip. He got like crushed. He got yeah. Impact oh. pressure crushed like uh, one of those hydraulic press movies on YouTube. Oh man! And I was like, okay, take it all yep, back. Right, Harrison right, right, Ford right. still yeah. a tough guy at seventy because yeah. that would have that would have. Harrison Ford still a hero. Yeah, you're like holy Apparently. balls. Yeah. All right. Anyway, 
All right. So that's what I wanted to. All the right. Whole well, I think that got it out there. Yeah, All we right. got it. We got it out. That's our first day of podcast. Now, we're going to we're going to look up what the days are because I tried to do this on the fly, okay. and you would think that what are the names of the twelve days of Christmas okay. would be very easy to find. You and want yet me to I fi- could you not find, find it. That? Well, we'll find it before the next podcast so we can okay. name the second day. Okay. Because we need to we need to keep track of this so that people know when to eat the chocolate that comes out of each little door. <laughs> and then when okay. to listen to each of the podcasts, because otherwise you'll get ahead of yourself. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. Um, Thank you very much for joining us for another episode of The Jeff and Casey Show. Yeah. If you have concerns about either Jeff's or mine definition of hero, yes. you are always free to write <laughs> right. in with your own opinion. Be your own podcast, podcast hero. At jeffandcaseyshow.com. That is podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. And we will see you tomorrow for the next day of Christmas. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody.